previously on Crit Happens. As you crash into the back of the car, you guys have a quick second to realize there are more cars around you that doors are now flying open. We are going to start the chase. In the chaos, we'll try and go as stealthily as we can awesome. until we get to the alleyway. And he'll throw down that smoke pellet that I still have. I think now we ought to throw him off our trail. Describe it to me how you guys are hiding. I would just fly up and hide on the top of a building. Jib is going to go to the street and cast Disguise Self. Gildrax would go into the nearest, like, general store mm-hmm. and just act like a customer. Uh, she's going to cast his minor illusion and make a crate and put herself inside that crate. <laughs> they seem to group up and start heading towards the exit. You notice there are some guys who are checking people as they're, like, leaving the gates. I'm going to cast this Misty Step and get on the other side. She's going to fly down to the main level then, and then she's going to use Wild Shape to turn into a really cute dog. Sure, just gonna make her way to the ship. Jib, he's gonna make himself look gross, and then he's gonna use his magical tinkering. He's gonna make himself smell really repulsive. Uh, Gildrax at that will try and, he'll like turn, walk off, and I'm just gonna try and like straight up walk through. You just walking across, you're one of like the very few people they don't check. Welcome back. The ship is repaired. Are we ready to go? Yes. Mushi. Do you want to come with us? We just want to make sure that you don't get hurt because affiliated with us. But as long as I can come back, I guess I will come with you. This is a weird ship. Are we floating? Captain Dreadhelm stays like perfectly stanced. You might want to grab on. As you guys rocket out into the starry nebula of Ebony Delta. As the ship starts to accelerate, you guys can, I believe you went to the viewport to watch the... uh, Yeah, to show Mushi what exactly he's getting himself into and spell jamming. Uh, You can see you guys quickly break through the cloud layer as you start. The the sky starts to go from blues to purples to just inky blackness and just like far off distant nebulas. You can see nearly to the edge of the system except for where the... Where you guys are oriented currently, you could see to the edge of the system, but behind you, you know, there's the the giant nebula that, that cuts the system in half. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of asteroids floating around. You even see some like wild fish and what are called what are some of the uh, wildlife that inhabits wild space, such as like giant eels, um, sharks, these weird, almost like floating eyeballs. Do you they guys, have you guys are docks or anything or just eyeballs? no? They're like they're like a, think of like an anglerfish, but ninety percent of its body is an eyeball. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are quite used to seeing the mm-hmm. wildlife of the normal day. Actually, you often get used to people gawking and thinking how cute space guppies are. They're so freaking cute. Can I take, is there a way I can like get out of here and like grab a couple of them? I feel uh, like they'd be good friends for my fish. I mean, for, sorry, they'd be good friends for my plant. They will not survive in, so space gupp, they have like the reverse problem of you guys, you won't survive in the lack of air, or without air, they can't survive in air. <laughs> They're like a fish. Just it doesn't need water. It needs void. <laughs> just nothingness. <laughs> the void. It chokes on air. Exactly. Pretty much <laughs> is how I understood it. Captain Dreadhelm will turn to you. He's like, get ready for a, how do I put it, scrap. 
Yeah. Wait, are we going in right now? No, I'm why just... Why are you so Southern? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know why. Sorry, I was getting into my other character's voice. <laughs> there we go. Your other character? God, yes. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a bunch of these characters in my mind. Like, I mean, like, Gildrax just saw uh, Stink, uh, Stinky Joe. I don't um, want to see that one again. Uh, yeah, you don't want. You, yeah, Stinky Joe's not my favorite, but uh, can yeah. we get can we get someone to commission artwork of Stinky oh, Joe? Stinky Joe. <laughs> Anybody out there? You are free to draw Stinky Joe from <laughs> Stinky the last Joe. episode of Crit Happens. The the wandering surf that mumbles and collects garbage. Yeah, is, so I was just like, yeah. Um, are, so are we going in like right now? Or are we going into battle headstrong? As he like puts down the visor of his helmet. No, just be ready for one. I estimate three days. Oh, oh. Do so we have plenty of time. You said there's a, a what a scrap. A fight. A fight? Yes, and uh, when you hear a siren, you'll know we're starting to shoot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. As he uh, kind of turns back to the helm, the, the, the helmsman, who kind of like flashes him a look, they don't say anything, and he just kind of, and then Dreadhelm just kind of nods his head and turns back as he just watches at the viewport. You're dismissed. Uh, Gildrax will give him like a courtly bow, mm -hmm. and he'll turn around and be like, "All, All right, right, Moshi, I'll give you a tour." Would you your would Gildrax ever been on a hammerhead ship? Maybe not a hammerhead ship, but I've been around this ship. Okay. To, to, they, I mean, yeah. they gave us a Do, tour, so I would assume that I would kind of know where I'm going. You gonna you gonna go show him to the best attraction on the ship of all? Gib was the one dead body still there. <laughs> What's Same. his name? I can't remember what his name uh, was. Maybe you'll have to listen back to the episode. We're right? not doing this again. Jib will. Jib is actually gonna go and stay with Auntie Janet and chair. What do you think we're doing? So you're gonna slumber party planning. <laughs> Well, we, we well we had slumber party plans, but now that gloom's gone, <sighs> it's too gloomy to have a party now. Oh, it sure minus, is. minus one inspiration. Why? For that terrible pun. Oh, I didn't even think it was a pun. I just, it just comes out. Okay, my whole life is a pun. <laughs> my life is like a video game. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, you guys are gonna go do something on the ship. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm showing just following Sharon. Uh, yeah. Mushi is very like wide-eyed and kind of like afraid as he's like, "This isn't going to fall out of the sky, is it?" No, it. Well, unless we're shot well, down, we're, but we're not. We're going to shot. No, we aren't. Well, maybe we will. It, in about three days, we're supposedly oh. going to get into a scrap. But I wouldn't I worry thought, about geez, that. Louise, I bad. thought you said it was going to be safe. It's it's safer than where you were, I think. Unless I there's mean, like an astral, like giant whale. Or, not <laughs> I mean, we're in a we're there's in a whales hammerhead, out here. So, yeah, they're like space whales. There's one of them now. <laughs> it's just it's just Cher pretending to be like a little whale. <laughs> he he seems very scared of all the stuff going around, but guessing you show him to one of the, the rooms he could set up shop in. Yeah, I'll take him I'll take him to the rooms, mm -hmm. show him what's going yeah. on there. Kind of explain to him like the basics of a spell jammer. Okay. He 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 grasped the concept pretty quickly of like what a spell jammer is. He just doesn't like it. Fair. <laughs> he just it, he's like it's it's not natural. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It truly is an affront to the gods. Like unnatural. I mean, until the other day, I hadn't seen one of those a car. I had, I had no idea what that was. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> your your Duogar friend uh, Zan is just kind of still 
a little peeved that you guys just forgot about him. And so he's kind of giving you a bit of cold shoulder. Whenever what is he doing? Is he going with? He's going Gildax? back to his room that he's claimed. He's he's like decked his out. He's got like a full room. We've been gone, and so ours are just like a a bed sitting ours on the floor. You actually notice there's furniture missing around the ship <laughs> that he has claimed. And he's probably claimed it and put it in his room. Does <laughs> like does... there might be like a, ch- a table with like four chairs, but now there's only three chairs, <laughs> and there's like a desk missing where there's like a, a like a dusty desk print things does... like that. Does Zan feel like we replaced him by bringing Mushi on board? Uh, probably not replaced. He just he's he's begrudging because you guys forgot about him. So it's just that we forgot him, not that we replaced him. Yeah, we, we didn't forget about him. We were simply leaving him to tend the ship. He was in charge, and he did a great job. See, he made his room look spick and span. Yeah, with all of the undead floating around yeah, that exactly. did not talk to him. So, what do you guys want to do? Like, so you guys are just talking, hanging out. I, I think Jana wants to go exploring more of the ship because she didn't really get a chance to fully explore it. Okay. Um, Jib and uh, Cher, what are you doing? Cher's going to start doing her best to find a place to start a little garden. Uh, she's also going to go to the, what's it called, the big star map on the ship? The thing that you burn the places oh, the, into? Oh, the one you're carrying or the, no, the ship's one? the ship's one. Uh, you, that would be on the helm. That'd be the helm. That's where that's where Dread Helm is, right? Yes. Okay, she's gonna think that she wants to eventually get up there and compare her star map to that star map, mm-hmm. and see if she can kind of get them to be more coordinated. But for right now, she's just gonna be looking for, uh, like maybe some boxes or crates, and then see if she could find some sort of soil or fertilizer. Okay. Or something she can put in there to put her new plant in. And sure. potentially some I hear decomposing bodies are a pretty good uh, mm. just planet, planet right in his open rib Yeah, cage. they're pretty good compost. Oh my gosh, it's like Wally. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for the just crewmate to come and find the crew, the crew member who died, whose body that is, come and see come that and you find turn, it, turn it into a pot. Yeah. Do be blooming. Jib okay. is just going to be following Cher around. Okay. So Why? And he'll help. Oh, you're helping me. Yeah. Okay. Andy Janet, you can explore the ship more. Is there anything you specifically wanted to look for? There is the observation nest, which is kind of like a crow's nest, except it doesn't, like, stick three feet off the top of the ship. Mm -hmm. There are, like, the gunnery emplacements. There are the – there's, like, the cargo area. There's, like, a communal mess hall, the crew Mm -hmm. quarters, and the captain's quarters, and then the helm. Um – I feel like Jedi would want to explore possibly the helm. Just kind of get like an overlook. Like, because I would assume there's like possibly like windows there. Or yes, there are windows. A view of what's in front of them. Yeah. You go up to the helm. Well, a uh, share, could you roll me a just a D20 while you're searching through crates and stuff? Heck yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. It's just a straight 15, unless you want me to add my investigation or anything. No, you're fine. You don't find potting soil, but you find some like some things that would make good fertilizer, like old rotting food, things like that. Maybe some just like a a bucket full of I don't know, like water, like old stagnant water. You're like, oh, look at all this stuff I could use to pot my uh, plant my pot my plant my plant plant my pot pot my plants pot my plants. How how do you plant my? Plants? I don't know. I'm not a green thumb. I don't know these <laughs> weird terms. I don't like flowers. Burn it all. Not really. You're just able to find some basic things. You're not able to find any soil or anything like that, but just some rudimentary stuff to take care of a plant for a bit. We, we can make you. sure to put that on our list. We can get a few buckets of 
of soil or something next time we're down we touch ground i think that would be a great idea i also feel like if i can get i have a little bit of soil here so if i like layer some fertilizer then some like sheets if i can find any like sort of fabric that's like um what's that mesh stuff called it's like burlap i can find some burlap and then i can do a layer of burlap and then a layer of soil okay that's yeah. just a little specific but yes yeah, something I mean, like share, that share knows her plants so i don't know if i know my plants but that apparently that works this is like ma- this is magic fantasy plants. Yeah. It works however we say it works. Exactly. These plants. This one has to be planted right into molten magma. No. That would be kind of cool though. Uh, but Auntie Janet. Hi. Uh, you go up to the helm. Drought helm kind of looks at you, then looks back towards the like the front viewport. As there is like a large kind of uh, domed viewport that you can see out of. You can see there's a lot of like celestial bodies, such as like other planets in the system that are just kind of they don't they look dull almost. Mm-hmm. There are just like floating asteroids. There are maybe a comet occasionally moving through like the atmosphere of the of Nox, mm-hmm. things like that. And then the wildlife, very commonly you could see guppies, maybe the occasional whale, things mm-hmm. like that. Gotcha. Are you looking for something in particular or nope. just wanting she's, to get a view? Just kind of want to get a view and she does see the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to kind of look over to him and just be like, how's the view looking? Is it looking fine and mighty and spacey i don't i don't know these things uh he will he he looks like he's looking at a very specific point but you it doesn't seem like it's within actual line of sight Mm -hmm. uh he just like unerringly looking forward at that point one could say he's just staring off into space Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you and Lori, you know that inspiration i just gave you yeah (laughs) you can keep it that's right (laughs) I'll let you keep it this time because that pun was semi-bearable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, he'll he respond, we're getting closer, but soon, I don't know. I shouldn't share these thoughts. Shouldn't share anything? Not at all? Not mm. even just a conversation? Talking is for the living. Talking can also be pretty dead sometimes too. Just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like reshifts and plants his like weird halberd mix thing. Oh, wait, Jib. You you're used to firearms, right? Mm-hmm. I we'll, we'll cry. you would have recognized his like gu- his halberd has like a gun built into the front of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't even re- remember that. I'm like, he doesn't know. No one knows anything about firearms, and you two Jim actively knows, uh, you guys uh, actively know firearms. Jim knows a lot yeah. about firearms. Yeah. Um, he just kind of sits there and like kind of readjusts, and then goes back to like just holding perfectly still, looking forward. What got you into this? Uh adventure of sorts what what drove you to being a leader of sorts are you asking how i died no we've already been there Mm, i don't remember much of my past life you don't remember much Mm. you don't much remember of a drive that got you beforehand adventure just adventure nothing more nothing less not a pretty lady in sight not a scent of treasure not a scent of Knowledge. That all comes with adventure. That's why it's so attractive to a young man. But as you get older, you just kind of get used to it. You just get used to it. Mm. As he just kind of nods. How did you end up here? (laughs) Well, I don't... Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Check it. I the know, day right? I was born. <laughs> so. <laughs> Recounts entire life up to this point. Yeah. No. Uh, Jenna will at least recite like some of the beginnings of 
what has happened, but she's also going to mention, um, so while I was out around where I live, um, I've been searching and searching for a specific person, uh, a being of sorts that has caused me a lot of problems. Over time, I lost my husband to him. And uh, I'm here to kind of reap that back. Understandable. And she kind of just, like, caresses her scythe just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, vengeance is a noble goal. Vengeance is my favorite subject. He kind of grins at that, like a, a, almost like a, gives like a feral grin. Like he's like mm-hmm. excited to what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm at least trying to be at least somewhat nice about it. I've, I've turned a new leaf, a new feather, something along those lines. But I still kind of want revenge no matter what. That's just, yeah, that's going to happen no matter what. We're, we're going to kill this demon. Hey, good. Rid this world of all evils. Absolutely. Rid all worlds of all evils. People who would betray, cheat, steal, at least from people they, that think they can trust them. The people that actually deserve it. Mm. Mm, indeed. Yeah. As he, he doesn't like smile at you or anything. He just kind of gives you like a, a he, he looks away from the, the spot, kind of just gives you like a, a reassuring, like a nod. And then he looks back at the same exact point. Man, you're so fixated. Like, is it? I can see him. Oh, <laughs> Well, you you don't see a him anywhere in the viewport, but he can seem to like he seems like he knows where he is. She kind of just squints, tries to just like put her hand over her, like over her like our eyebrows, just looking like okay, I could probably see something. Maybe she tries. She doesn't really see anything. It, it is so astronomically far away. You probably couldn't see it. You you physically can't it's, see it. It's probably some kind yeah. of ghost vision. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's kind of just gonna. Oh yes, you're you're necromancy. You, you know necromancy. I sure am. Yeah. Uh, would you like to roll me an arcana? Yeah. Or history. I'll let you check. I'll um, let you pick. Pick. It either works, honestly. Yeah. Let's. I'll say in the sense of things. Let's talk about arcana. Let's go for arcana. Oh, that's a thirteen. Thirteen. That's okay. You know that there are undead who are driven by like hatred, but they're usually ghosts. You know there are things called revenants who are also kind of feels very familiar. Yeah, they're they're very vengeful undead. Usually by being wronged in a way they or they feel like they've been wronged. They are so angry that physically they re- they like, are driven to life. Yeah, they are reincarnated as like an avatar of death almost. Oh yeah, for that specific person. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh boy. And he kind of reminds you of some of these stories you've heard. You don't know a lot about revenants, no, or you because you've never probably encountered one. No, I've encountered probably some spirits of sorts, but yes. nothing like ghosts. This. Like the crew, you've probably encountered ghosts like them, but yeah, this guy he's a he's a weight class up from a, just an average ghost. He's not an average Joe. Yeah, but he uh, seemingly zones out and only is focusing on this one point, hyperfixation. Annoyed as she is, she feels like she's going to have to leave him be as much as she's wants in conversation. So with that kind of ideal and just seeing that this revenant is very much focused on this goal, this ideal, um, she kind of just like, well, okay. We'll chat about stuff later, and she'll mm. kind of walk out respectfully. <laughs> he just kind of goes mm, and grunts at you and, like, nods his head. Yeah, so she leaves. Okay, Gildrex, 
Yeah. Uh, you show Mushi to like the crew quarter areas. There are a couple of there's like the bunk. Do you show him like one of the bunk ones, or do you show him like where like the usually like the first mates or like the private like the the first mate usually sleeps? I'll, I'll skip all the all the higher ranking mm-hmm. stuff for now, and I'll just take him straight to the bunks with us. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You uh you straight to the bunks. Um, make me perception check as you're walking past all the doors for the fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you hear a, like a small like ting ting ting. Ting, 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 ting. Like hammer on something, like just very lightly huh. uh, from behind one of the doors. Mushi, you got, uh, you doing? No, you're just standing behind me. I'm, you're walking me to the room. Like, I don't, I'm not hitting anything. Hold, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. And I will, uh, I'll slowly open this door. Yeah, so you, you grab the door, turn the handle, you open it. Uh, it seems to have been oiled mm-hmm. as it just effortlessly gr- glides like uh, like the other doors as you see a room that has been recently refurbished there's like a desk that seems to have been reclaimed from somewhere else on the ship as well as furniture and an actual bed mm-hmm. you don't know where these things came from on the ship but uh sitting in this room at the desk with a bunch of like metals and little gemstones is zan as he's engraving like a tiny little necklace he like looks up at you with this that weird uh what is it called like jeweler's glasses he has with like the, the seven separate mic uh, magnifying glasses mm-hmm. he's like don't you know how to knock oh my my bad i just i didn't realize this was your room why else am i going to sleep i'm i'm sorry i thought you know it's a crew full of ghost people i thought it was weird that i heard sounds my bad okay i get you don't remember me you forget me and then you don't knock yeah I'll, 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 it's fine i'll be on my Look, I'll be on my... Yeah. I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> Huffs a little bit, strains his little leather apron, and goes back to engraving his piece of jewelry. Uh, Yeah, Gildrax, like, walks out, like, shuts the door behind him, and he turns to Mushi, and he's like, I don't even remember that guy's name. He seems moody. I I, I mean, I wouldn't, too. He's a dwarf, so... Very, very prideful. Jib walking down the hallway is like, I heard that! <laughs> very oh. prideful. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, he kind of points over his shoulder at Jib. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's get you set up. Um, okay. Um, could I get one of these rooms? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure you could. They aren't just, exactly uh He does them. have his like gigantic backpack. He's like hiking backpack with all of stuff. He needs on. a lot of room. You I can have come a share a room with me if you'd like, Mushi. I mean, you guys probably... I, th- I thought you guys bunked in the crew quarters. Didn't we? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. You can... He's trying to get one of the uh, the higher ranking uh, rooms. I'm sure I could go ask for you. Do you not want to come come be I with mean, us though? I I I could I could share my plant. I'm making a planter right now. You can put some of your plants in there. We can share. I don't have many of my plants. You could go ask, but also you come to this. They're ghosts. They don't really yeah, sleep. Yeah, they probably don't. So really they don't care. need rooms. Mm-hmm. There probably won't be a problem. Like I don't know. Would Gildrex assume there wouldn't be a problem if you just took a room? Uh, that is a good the question. Captain did say, "Make yourselves at home." Gildrax would probably tell him, "I think, I think you'll be fine." Okay, as long as you think I'll be fine. Um, as he kind of like hefts off this giant backpack and rolls his like his massive bugbear shoulder, not bugbear, uh, furball shoulders. As like, I'm getting too old to carry this. <laughs> as he kind of just rubs his inking joints, as uh, he'll take the backpack into the room. He's like, "Um, where did he get a bed?" I I don't. Hold on one second. And I turn yeah. around and, like, knock on the yeah. door. What is it? I, like, open the door. I'm like, how exactly did you get, like, a bed? I found it. You, you found it? On one, in one of the rooms. 
Huh. Yes. And you just you just took it? I was told. How did you move that in here? I drug it. I'm I'm not weak. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> I I can <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, Gildrax, Gildrax will go back outside. He, he kinda, this poor guy. Yeah, he like, he, he stops working on his thing. He kind of working on his jewelry, crosses his arms over, just make fun of me. Tell me I can't do things. <laughs> like just grumbling to himself. I think he just wants to be friends with us. Is it because we didn't invite him to that first sleepover we were planning? I think it might. Yeah, have I been. think that's probably it. I, he probably I actually one hundred percent don't think that that's it. I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll make okay. sure to invite him to the next one. You could you could roll to see if you could find a bed on the ship. Sure, I'll look around for uh, a bed for Mushy. Just give me a d twenty roll. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh yeah. Coincidentally, there is a bed in the cargo bay, probably which was like left over from one of the rooms, and you are easily able to drag it to the Mushi's room. Oh okay. None of the ghosts stop you or anything like that. They don't seem to care as you just drag it to Mushi's room. You guys all, you three all here, like as the bed's being drug across this hard metal floor. I can just picture all of us yeah. in the hallway as as Gildrax is just pulling this bed and we're all just like poking you our heads like around a- the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like watching him. I need my beauty sleep. Let me get my power nap yeah. and I'm going to be fine. You get the you get the bed to Mushi's room. Uh, mm-hmm. He's has You'd never see him do this with his backpack. It looks like his backpack actually folds out into like a alchemist like cart. Like oh, a okay. full on like a little standing table. Yeah. Uh, he has, like, beakers and vials and what looks like a Bunsen burner, like, built into this thing. And, like, a little chopping board that all folds out. And he's like, oh, thank you. That, that That's going to do wonders actually sleeping on a bed. Yeah, oh, that's no kidding. I was afraid I was going to have to sleep on the floor or one of those hammocks. The hammocks aren't that bad, but how old are you? <laughs> ah, too old for this. Exactly. <laughs> He, uh, he's not the youngest of Furbolgs. He's probably, like, in his late 50s, mm. in, like, human years kind of thing. I don't know how old Furbolgs get, so I'm going to use human years as a as the... Uh, the metric. The metrics, yeah. The conversion system. Uh, after I get Mushi all set up, I will regroup with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He will thank you as you will run over to everyone else. What are you... You got three all have met back in kind of like the, sa- the shared... No, girls had a separate... Separate one of the crew areas where the boys had their own crew, one of the other crew area. Yeah, me and Shia like, are enjoying ourselves. I would picture it be like almost a Jack and Jill situation where mm-hmm. the doors are like right next to each other and like mm-hmm. we're, we're all team. Jib is still hanging out with Sharon and Auntie Janet. So, do you guys want to fast forward a bit? Yes. Okay. I was, Jib will. I'm assuming you guys I want to do like one little bit, but other than that, let's do it. What little bit? Go so ahead and go one, ahead and go. I want to hang out one night. Cher is going to try to find no other than Gildrax. What are you doing, Gildrax? Yeah, you guys. We'll fast forward tonight. Uh, Gildrax would probably just be uh, sitting down reading a book that's like old and rusty. It's got like a metal cover that's all uh. rusted over. Uh, it's got metal pages, too. And no metal pages, this one. <laughs> it's not that book? Uh, no, it's not that do book. Do you still have that book? I do still have that okay. book. Uh, and he, like, shuts it as you approach and he goes, what's up? What's up, Gildrax? Uh, I just had a weird question for you. Yeah. Where are you from, like, here. originally? The Astral Sea. What do you mean by that? You can't be from here. You have to be from, like, a planet, right? No, you can be born on the Astral Sea. 
Okay, I guess. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's not that weird, I don't think. I've never thought it was weird. Huh. Well, have you ever, like, had a place then you called, like, your home? Or were you, you just say you're from the Astral Sea? No, I've had ships. So you'd say the ship's your home, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's less about the ships and more about the sea itself, I feel. Yeah. It's quite it's quite beautiful out here. When I was when I was living back where I'm from, I used to look up at the stars and just think about how much I wanted to go and explore. But now I I'm not quite so sure. I'm kind of missing, you know, home just a little bit. Do you do you want us to just take you back? I don't know. It's a hard thing. Like when I found that beautiful plant, it kind of reminded me of home a bit. That's probably why I've been a little obsessive. And plus, I think there's some magical voodoo with it. I don't know. But I used to dream about the stars, and I I feel like there's a connection, and I feel like I'm this is might be where I'm supposed to be, you know, fate or something like that. But I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you and Jib spent a lot of time out here, and I don't know. Can it be somewhere you can call home, or is it too abstract of a concept? Uh, I don't think that's for me to decide. I guess you're right. Well, thanks, I guess. And how's that book? Good reading? Same it's always been. Oh, good, I think. All right, I'm going to go find Annie Janet. She said she was going to paint my nails. What? What? Shh, don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Crit Happens. The intro and outro music for this podcast was produced by Zane Lowry. You can find him on YouTube at Zane Lowry Music. Additional music was provided by Travis Savoy, who can be found on YouTube as the RPG Music Maker. To hear more about your favorite Spelljamming crew, follow us on Instagram at Crit Happens. We release new episodes every Friday, so follow us on all your favorite podcasting networks to make sure you don't miss an episode. And now, back to the story. As you guys wake up the next morning, you guys can hear a lot of commotion from the upper, upper decks. You hear a lot of, not frantic voices, but like disgruntled voices of various crew members. You can't really discern what they're talking about because you are separated by a good couple feet of metal. But you can, uh, you can tell they're not, dis- they're, they're perturbed. They seem a bit aggressive. Jib is going to get up and like, blink his eyes a little bit he's a little sleepy he's gonna look over and it's like you can you can you hear what they're talking about yeah uh, no i'll go check it out here and he's gonna punch him he's like wake up come on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do we um here one second let's wait and i'll i'll, I'll wake up i'll wake up auntie janet and share and he goes over next door and boom, boom, boom knocks on the door yeah he you guys hear uh three heavy thuds against the door and then you start hearing the chatter as voices start fading or er, fading in what is ah. that? Oh my god! How'd you sleep, Annie? I slept. Hey guys, so, uh, something. Something's up. Oh, there's someone at the door. Okay, hold on. I gotta get myself looking good. It's locked. You're going up there. We lock the door. I, 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 I don't know. Well, let me go to the door real quick. I'm gonna look like garbage, but it's fine. You look the same as always, Auntie. You calling me garbage? No, I'm. Uh, wow. Jib, what do you need? <laughs> Jib, just Jib, 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 Jib just like, wait, I, c- come outside. We're, I, something's up. I don't know what it is. Okay. 
Uh, Janet opens the door. Just to, oh, never mind. Okay, you. Yeah, we're yeah. You're good. We're gonna go upstairs. We need. We. Go you upstairs. should probably come. Okay, hold on a minute. I gotta get myself together. I don't know about Cher, but we'll be there in a second. It'll be fine. Uh, Janet just kind of closes the door again and just like, okay, well, kind of got to make myself look good. <laughs> okay, so Gildrex, you're putting on your stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jib, are you just heading up there before everyone else heads up there? If we, if we, no, I'm going to wait for everybody. I don't want to go alone. So Jib is just going to throw his stuff on if he, if I mean, if there's time, he'll just grab his stuff. Okay, so you all get ready. Uh, you can all head up there roughly about the same time. As you guys uh, head up the, the ladder into the upper things, you can see there is a gathering of about ten of the ghosts of the ship as they are talking amongst themselves in very loud and aggressive voices. Uh, you start to pick on bits of, like, how are we supposed to get out there to deal with it? We can't wear the suits. Uh, and they're talking amongst themselves. Uh, there seems to be something stuck on the side of the ship that they can't get off. And so they're trying to figure out what to do. As you guys, uh, as one of you first comes up, they all stop talking as one guy points at you. He's like, they can wear the suits. We can wear the what? We can what? The suits. The, what kind of suits? Um, the suits for fixing the outside of the ship. You want us to what? We need you to go outside the ship and get whatever's clinging on off. Jib actually looks around and he's like, okay, that sounds fun. We Gildred, can't. Do you got a suit for all of us or? Yes. We can't go outside the suit without suits. We will be swept away. Okay. Jenna starts coming in. I'm sorry I'm late. I just just trying to take care of her hair as best as she can. Um, Is what's going on? We're going outside. We're going going outside? Yeah, we got suits to wear. Okay, fine. Yeah, they, uh, we can't really interact with any of the physical... But the, they're in That's the, okay. That's okay. Jib is looking they, like extremely mm, excited. He's like, he okay, will, I can use this. And he's like he starting will point over at a box, like a, almost like those giant chemical lockers. He's like, in there are six suits. Put them on. Please be the good suits. Please be the good suits. Jib goes and opens it up. Yeah, it looks like antique diver's equipment almost. Big like brass bubble with a, a weird kind of uh, oval viewport. Big clunky boots that you two would know are magnetized to stick to holes. It seems very old, but it seems like it's in working order. None of the seals are broken or anything like that. So it seems like it should work. It's old, but good. Yeah. Dang, these are the bad suits. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're good enough, right? One of the ghosts first edition. <laughs> <laughs> These are antiques. <laughs> Vintage. Collector's <laughs> item. We do love the classics. <laughs> I mean, how how many of us need to go out there if, if just like me and Gildrax or me and somebody else, if I can probably take care of most of it. If it's hostile, you want people to back up. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things it could be. Wait, it's not something broken? It's something attacking us? Well, it's something stuck to ship. You need to get off it. Get it off ship. Could be thing monster. More, more than likely yeah. a monster. Monster? Do you even have a suit that fits me? We can make work. They're, they're usually fitted with, like, magic, and magic is pliable. Oh, yes, we do. Um, Hellman. 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 Yeah? He, he casts spell on you. He can do it. You can just wear boots. Okay. They pretty much just, like, take the boots off. Like, you guys can just take the boots off of one of the things, and you can wear the boots. They probably don't fit you really well, but they will 
they'll work. They'll keep you from flying off. They're like a size too big. Yeah. As you, I guess you head up to the helm to have a spell cast on you. Alrighty. Well, this is a new experience. Mm-hmm. Briefly, almost he briefly stops concentrating on the throne, uh, the uh, the helm as the helmsman will look at you, hold out a hand as almost like air will collect in a bubble around his hand, and like be pushed on your head so that like, you have like a bubble of air floating around your head. <laughs> As That's he will tickles. cast in one of the spell jammer uh, spells. I think it's called like air bubble, literally. That's it. Yep. So you can breathe in wild space. Yep. You can breathe in, I think, it, yeah, breathe in wild space and underwater. It works underwater. Nice. That's mm-hmm. cool. Jib is going to start putting on the, the suit and look around. He's like, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't mess up your hair too much, Auntie Jan. I know these helmets are a little, mm-hmm. little tight, so. It's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jan is just begrudgingly getting the suit on. After you guys get the suits on, they are very clunky. They limit your movement a little bit. They're not really meant for fighting in. It's actually quite, you're not supposed to fight in these things because if they uh-huh. get punctured, they could it could really quickly be the end. Yep. But there's no fun in like, you know, easy living. What's, what is this? You all gather at the hatch where the, uh, the mouth opens up as they're like, quickly, just get the doff, come back in. Oh, uh. As the ghost will like point back at the a cabinet next to it, scrapers. Oh. It goes over yeah. and opens the cabinet. Uh, they look like you guys know what putty knives look like. Uh-huh. They look like giant putty knives on the end of like a broom handle. <laughs> Just to scrape stuff. Yeah, like, like barnacles, barnacles and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, get it off and everything should be good. This it's my time to shine. Yeah, you remember having to do this all the time. All, as a all kid. the time. Spacewalks were the worst, mm-hmm. or the most fun if you're okay with it. Uh, Gildrax, as he's gotten older, has become, he's okay with it nowadays. Yeah. So you guys start awkwardly walking. Your speed is reduced by 10 feet in this outfit. Now Jib's really slow. Yeah, because you're having to lift your feet up, and every step is deliberate. You guys start walking. You don't really know where this thing is clung on. You just know it's on the left side of the ship. As you guys will start walking over there, do you want to split it up and take top and bottom, or do you all just want to travel and take longer? To all go we'll just go together. I think Jib is like, this is this is one thing G- Giljack showed me. This is one thing we would do quite a bit uh, when we're when we're on ships and things like that. It's just making sure the maintenance and checking the outside. I would fix quite a bit of things. Uh, it sounds like it's coming o- over from this way though, so we'll we'll head this way. Yeah. You actually, when you talk, uh, the people, other people wearing the suits, it has a little sending stone right in the th- like right built into the helmet, so you guys can actually hear each other. Share. You cannot hear what he's saying. You just see him going, and it's mouthing words. You can't hear anything. You just see him mouthing. Uh, Gildrax will psionically repeat what Jib just said. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you done it, that to me before? It is not two-way. It is only one oh, way. Oh. Has he done that before to me? I do not think so. I'm, like, looking at my boots. Like, do these make it so you guys... I can't hear Jib. Well, maybe she's... No, it's... Can we hear her? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, I'm it's, so confused. You can only hear people also have the uh, the, the sending stone. Mm-hmm. Jib like looks at Gildrax and says, I can't, we can't hear, maybe you should tell that we can't hear her. I already did. Oh, okay. You did? Is that what you said? I look over at Cher and I just like mouth, I'm like, sorry. And I'm like, and I like point to my ears, can't hear you. No, no talk. Sorry. The bewilderment. Yeah. yeah, you can't forget this is a this is a um audio only for those viewers I mean listeners at home. I'm making a weird face at Jib right now. 
So you guys start going on the upper. Do you want to start on the upper or lower side of the ship? Let's start with the low. Well, let's start with the upper side because that tends to be the easier to clean. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you guys start plotting on the upper side, and lucky guess, I guess. Uh, on the upper side, you can immediately see on one of the uh, large humps of the back of the ship, there's what looks like a giant, like, red and green, almost like a giant barnacle has stuck onto it. You two would instantly recognize this as a hell barnacle. They are one of the worst, they are the, the one of the biggest ship killers in the entire, like, astral sea, mm. on any wild space. They will eat metal. They're like rust bugs on a barnacle form. And it seems like it's it's latched on and is already starting to eat through the ship. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these things are very aggressive to anything, even other rust, like other hell barnacles. They will, like, actively fight. They have, like, pseudopods, but they are immobile. Uh, Gildrax will relay this information to Annie Janet and also share. And Gildrax will tell everybody that can hear him, yeah, we need to get rid of this thing quick. Gotcha. It won't, like, break the ship in, like, a day or two. It would take. It takes, like, a like a week to break a ship down, mm-hmm. like to actually pierce the hole. But if left undisturbed for like a week, it will just ruin the ship. It will right. compromise it. From what Jib knows, do these thing are these things something we could go and scrape off, or this thing is something we're gonna have to fight our way through? You can attempt to scrape it off. They do come off. They are just extremely aggressive to anything it views as a threat. They're not very intelligent, so everything that comes close to it pretty much is a threat. It's like how animals that are blind treat everything that it can slightly see as a threat. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. Would would this be a beast? Uh, no. This is technically an aberration. Okay. Never mind then. Would Gildrax, with his many years upon the Astral Sea, have any knowledge of the best way to combat one of these? Make me a history check. Uh, 13. They... There are special coatings people can get on ships that stop the stop barnacles from getting on, but hell barnacles are extremely determined, but they will never attach to wooden ships, so it's the one advantage primitive ships have over spell like true spelljammer ships mm-hmm. is that a hell barnacle will never latch onto a wooden like a galleon or anything like that. Okay. But uh as far as weaknesses go, you don't know of any. They're not like, oh, you can put salt on. They'll just come right, right off. They'll just come right off. A <laughs> little bit of li- lemon juice and baking soda. I'll scrub right off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gildrax will say, yeah, I think we got to just straight up shoot this thing off. All right. And Jib's just going to pull out his gun, and he's going to cock it up and shoot a firebolt at it. Yeah, so as you cast firebolt, uh, you suddenly remember that fire does not do well in wild space as it travels about 10 feet and then instantly get- disappears. Magical or natural fire will not survive wild space. It's fine in the astral sea, just not wild space. Jib like, she's like, no, oh, dang it, I forgot. Luckily, the, you were far enough away from the hell barnacle that it doesn't seem like it noticed you guys. You two would know they have like a almost like a blind sight, much like you. It's like a 30-foot blind sight. Jib is going to load in his normal rounds. They're less efficient, <laughs> uh, so he'll no, load in normal ammunition to his gun. He's like, okay, I guess we're doing this the old-fashioned way. Okay. You got, do you guys want to shoot it from here, or you want to... We'll shoot it from here. I mean, if it doesn't have much range, and if it's a mobile... It, it does. Just... It spits globs at people that are too far too far away from it. It uh, can... And that stuff will eat through armor. Gildrax says, I'll go I'll go up and fight it, if you guys want to hang back and kind of pecker at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds yeah. good to me. Uh, this, is, this is something, just to let you know, uh, you, you probably saw fire doesn't do the best here in the in wild space, mm-hmm. so... 
you might need to use something other than that. Gildrax relays all of this information to Cher. Good, because if you didn't, Cher is stuck. I was going <laughs> to... Cher instantly tries to cast Fireball. Right, immediately, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, let us roll for initiative as Gildrax starts to approach this thing. And you you know when it gets threatened, it's it, these weird milky white pseudopods come out of its like weird like uh, chitinous body. Mm-hmm. And it starts like trying, like almost like whips, like cracking at you. Okay. We will roll for initiative. Bryce, would you care to take us away sure with the first can. round? Uh, you see these hell ten, the hell uh, hell barnacles, like weird two pseudopods come out as traced or as uh, Gildrex starts to approach it. Okay. Uh, I think in this situation we'll we're gonna be blasting. We'll okay. be, uh, I'm gonna get cast electric blast. Yep. Go ahead and roll to hit. That's gonna be a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty will hit. Cool. That's gonna be eight points of force damage. Eight points of force damage. Okay. Eight points total. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Your uh, your Eldritch Blast sinks into it as it hits it, and you just see a, like a, a mini explosion as it's kind of its weird pseudopods kind of flinch, and then they start just aggravatedly whipping around. Just being like, got him. <laughs> okay. Uh, after that, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. On to Gildrax. Uh, yeah. Gildrax will. I will just walk up, use my action to dodge. Okay. And get within. Uh, like hurting range of this thing, so it attacts me and doesn't yeah. spit globs at everybody it, else. Its pseudopods have a thirty-foot reach. Okay, they are extremely slow movers, so they they just kind of have to rely on range. I will get. Let's see. I will get within ten feet of this creature if okay. I'm physically able. Yeah, you are. You you plot along. It'll probably take. Yeah, it would take all your movement just to get within ten feet of it. Mm-hmm. As you slowly plot along after you have to uh, use the magnetic boots. Uh, you get up front of it. You take your dodge action. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, Gildrax will just sit there. He has uh, his newly acquired longsword in his hands. and he's The stone one? The stone one, yes. Yeah. Uh, and he is uh, simply waiting for these pseudopods to come at him. Okay. As we will move on to, I believe, the monsters up next. So two attacks. It's going to whip one of these pseudopods at you as you predicted. It is going to epically miss... Nice. Not even close. And then it is going to huck a glob at you, Bryce. Sure. After you shot a th- shot at it. I sure did. It has disadvantage because you are outside of his range of sight. <laughs> so it will miss. Love it. Yeah. You guys see this orange mucusy ball, like, almost get hucked out of the middle of, like, out of the, like, the chitinous body. And it starts flinging, flying towards you and impacts the uh, hole next to you as the hole just starts to go bubbling and instantly kind of corroding around that area. Gross. As that is two attacks. Got him. It's going to move five feet towards you as its oh, cool. entire movement. Nice. Yep. As it will go on to Cher's turn. I'm, Cher is going to use her anime girl powers uh, to take on a starry form. Picture some Sailor Moon shiz, right? Yeah. The As you do this, like the stars around you almost uh, the light from them like acquiesces to you as you start to radiate the same celestial energy. Awesome. And as you see around, you see this the uh, constellation of the archer. And just for some flavor, she's going to pull out her sling and it's going to look like she is slinging stars almost. And she's going to throw one at this hell barnacle. Yep. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll. Awesome. She's like, go big or go home. Uh, that is a beautiful... I'm trying to do math. This is really hard math. What is 13 plus 4? 17. 17. Perfect. Wow, that was 
Yeah. We all got you it. Will it hit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Just to speed things along, it does have an AC of 16. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, that's a two plus a four, which is six. Six that's damage? That's not very good damage, but that's what I oh, do. That's fine. Okay, you, one of your slings crack into its outer shell, and you guys, you can see that it physically deforms one of, like, the chitinous plates on the barnacle. Mm-hmm. This, oh, yeah, this, this barnacle is like, almost, like, five feet across. It is a medium creature. Mm-hmm. This is a big barnacle. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's actually just my bonus action. So for my action, I'm going to hurl another mystical-looking sparkly spell as I cast my guiding bolt for the day. And oh yeah, you get a free guiding bolt. I two. do. Two of two. them. Counted two guiding bolts. Ah 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 ah. ah. Uh, okay, guys, I don't want the mouse coming for us. That's a fifteen, so that will miss? <laughs> question mark. Fifteen will miss. Its AC is sixteen. Uh, okay. Yeah. But shame. Oh oh oh! No 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 no! Yes? No 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 no. What did you roll? I have a plus two on here. I don't know if that counts. If I get a plus two to it, but there's a plus two hanging out. I oh, think I think it's you get plus two for free for day. I don't don't know. I've got a two here. It's good. It's good. We're good. Your guiding bolt will unfortunately miss. That's okay, but it's what happens, you know? Yep. Anna, my girls, you know, they have hard times too. We're just like normal people. Yep. As we will move on to Jib's turn. So with Jib, we've never statted out Jib's gun other than... It could be a musket. D10. Okay, because Jib was more or less just using his, his... Basically just using... His cantrip firebolt as flavor, but uh, so yeah, he'll go ahead and make an attack with his musket. Uh, he is proficient in it. Oh, but... sorry, no, muskets are d12s. Oh, okay. Um, so he's not as ooh, he's not as accurate without using his intelligence modifier. So that's only going to be like a that's thirteen. So he's going to miss with his musket, and that's it. Shame. He Imagine doesn't... not having useful spells like a, you know. Well, Ray I, of Frost and or stuff magic like stone. Or magic stone. <laughs> or magic stone. Magic. Artificers have a, a saddeningly small list of cantrips. We, yeah. only, get, we only get two of them. Um, but that's we do get the opportunity to change them every level. But, yeah, that's going to be... I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. We have another day of travel. I could freely use my Eldritch Cannons. But, oh, well. I'll just try and shoot it normally and fail. Okay. As we move back to the top of the round... Auntie Janet. Hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, the Eldritch Blast is working out well. We're just going to go blast in. Okay. And we'll... keep my distance on top of that, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it can see where you are, so it's kind of just guessing where you are with the, the glob bombardments. Hey, That's you know a... what stuff happens? Crit, Crit happens. happens. Is that a natural? That's oh, a natural one. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys roll more. I think you <laughs> roll more natural ones than natural twenties this entire campaign. It's it's one hundred. I think true. you guys have rolled like three nat twenties. Uh huh. And I rolled one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So I, I roll a natural one. I'm gonna say yeah. probably in this moment, just Janet tries to, to blast it. Nothing really happens. It you. I'd like to imagine like you go to cast like your. Uh, your Eldritch Blast is the beam shoots out a little just straight, like, little tiny rock flies in the path and just gets hit by it and just zooms off. Zooms somewhere else and it's just like... Yeah. You're like, what are the odds? What? What? In one Apparently 5% chance. <laughs> one out of space did that happen? Okay. Um, After that, that's... I think that's it. No bonus actions? I, I don't really have any. So. Okay. That's it. After that, we'll go to Gildrax. 
Uh, on Gildrax's turn, he will, being within five feet of this creature now, uh, he'll take a swing at it. Okay. How's a 17? 17 will, in fact, hit. And I will pump it with a, a psionic, psionic strike. Okay. Is he resistant in any way to slashing and or force damage? No, it's resistant to piercing, but not slashing. Okay. Wow, that's like polar opposites in the dice. The lowest and the second, or the second lowest and second highest. It's it's still a lot of uh a lot, a lot of, damage. of damage. It's 19 damage. Uh, 20 damage. Oh it's a plus one sword. Whoa. Yeah. Um, you immediately hit it as you form like a sizable dent in its chitin as the thing visibly shudders as its weird thick orange, like fluorescent orange blood starts to pour out and kind of glob up and drift into space. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to do? Gildrax will, that'll be his entire turn. He'll just sort of sit there. He knows that it's really hard to move around in these suits, so he's not really going to move anywhere. Yeah. Okay. At the end of your turn, it's going to go on to the monster's turn. Okay. This thing did not like what you just did to it. Uh, it's going to make two pseudopod attacks against you. Yep. Um, what is your AC? It is 16. Okay. One attack will miss and one attack will hit. You are wearing the... Your sword is not made of metal. No. no that's one of the only weapons that are not made of metal. Nice. Good save. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it will hit you. First attack is go. The attack is going to deal ten points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then four points of acid damage. Does that seem like it affects the suit at all? Uh, yes. The suit, the parts like the metal helmet and stuff, does start to rust. It's not like you're forming cavitations yet, but it probably could only take about three or four hits from this thing. Okay. With my reaction, I'll hit it with a telekinetic reprisal. So it must make a strength saving throw. Okay, it rolled a two on the strength saving throw. So what this does is it takes 2d8 force damage and is pushed up to 10 feet away from me. Okay, it cannot be forcibly moved, but okay, just roll the damage. Yep, uh, 10 points oh of damage. Oh my goodness. Yeah, one of the pseudopods impacts you and you just explode with a force of psionic energy. As you just see, it blows off like a whole chitinous plate, uh, the chitinous plates of it, exposing its kind of weird, very pale fleshy body that's leaking this trans- or, like translucent fluorescent orange kind mm-hmm. of blood as it almost now looks like it's trying to get away from you <laughs> it, it's going to like move five feet away from you at a time okay like it's going to scoot five feet away from you trying to run away from you and that's the end of its turn i guess yeah. oh wait no they can oh yeah yeah that's the end of its turn yeah takes an action for them to detach from things so <laughs> that will go on to share's turn so share really has no idea what's going on yeah gildrex is beating the tar out of it She's just kind of watching, and she's like, "That's another <laughs> magical sling of another light. Magic, yeah, another truth. star. Little star. Okay. Uh, and that'll be, yeah, that'll hit. That'll be a, a natural 16. Okay. Uh, and, oh, that's pretty good. That is a 11. 11 damage. Awesome. Yeah, with an 11, you, you gather up, like, just stray stardust out of the air and form it into, like, this celestial, almost like a shooting Ooh. comet. As you let it loose from the sling, it will impact that giant piece of flesh that Trey just exposed as with a sickening, almost like what would make a juicy pop, uh, you just see it explode with this kind of orangish goo as its pseudopods stop flailing and its body like lifelessly detaches from the ship and is just left behind. Um, it has made a sizable like pop mark in the surface of the, the ship. But the good news is you don't have to scrape any barnacles off. <laughs> good news, no scraping. Yeah. Jib is going to go over and it's like, uh, he's going to look at everybody. He's like, 
Good job, everybody. Uh, first hell barnacle dealt with. That's usually a good, uh, you know, a good sign of a good crew. High fives all around. Cher just turns around and flies back towards the ship. He's like, oh, that's right. She can't. Hear yeah, she can't hear you. Okay. Do okay. you try to fly? No, I just walk. Okay. Because I'm like, if you try to fly, that probably won't end too well, you realize. As uh, this ship is moving extremely fast, as you will just be pretty much left Are behind. we in, like, hyperspace, basically? No, but you're moving a, a rough uh, conservative estimation about... 300,000 miles per hour. <laughs> so hyperspace. Yeah. That's hyperspace. No, hyperspace is beyond the speed of light. Come okay. On. Come that's, on. Know your terminology. It's, it's faster than that. Jib, Come on. Jib will go over to where the pock market is, and he's going to start casting mending over and over, and just basically he'll, he'll start performing oh, yeah. maintenance on the ship. He's like, yeah. um. It will he, take 10 minutes to heal the pop mark. Yeah. Jib is going to look at Auntie Janet. Or Gildrax is like, well, you guys want to help out with this? I, I don't have that kind of. That's ability. okay. You can just stand there, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll hand you stuff if they you can, just hold them. They can head, they can head back inside. I think we can handle it. Okay. Okay. I'm guessing you guys just head back inside. Shoot. Yeah. The the repair will go. It's fairly simple. Just ten minutes, and you got it all fixed up. It didn't seem like it was on there for very long. Jib is getting sweaty. He goes to wipe it off, and just his arm just Dink. hits hits the hits the helm that he's wearing. Shatters like, the glass. <laughs> you just, you just de- like, vacuum out the front of your <gasps> He's just like, tink. Oh, right. Um, Ready to go back inside? I think we, it looks like we've got everything fixed up out here. Gildrax has like a like a bottle of liquor like out in his hand, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready. This, <laughs> this doesn't work like, too well. I'm on it. Jim's like, okay, let's go. shaking from the withdrawals. Hasn't drank for five whole minutes. Five like, minutes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jib and Gildrex go back in. Sure.